0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey, this is NFL legend, two-time Super Bowl champion, Gary Clark. You know what you got to tune in to, right? You know what podcast is off the chain. This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Burgundy Network Podcast. What is going on, Washington Nation? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Joining me, my buddy, one of the OGs, Steve from Let's Talk Washington. What is going on, Steve? What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? Thank you for having me on. I really do appreciate it. It's been a long time, man. You and me were just talking uh, before the show of how far we go back, how I used to watch one of your old shows back in like three years ago, man, on Facebook. All the time, we're just talking about good times. But guys, this episode, we're going to be breaking down what we saw from the Washington and New England preseason game. I don't care about scores. We're not going to talk about stats too much. We're going to talk about what we see. And of course, this Believe Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which is the easiest way to place all of your sports bets. And guys, I did some bets yesterday. I was terrible. I'm not (laughs) going to lie to you. I had Deami Brown scoring. I had us. uh, Our spread was two and a half yesterday my buddy actually did a live bet for 300 bucks that Washington would uh, lose by less than eight. And he was like, dude, this is easy money. And then the two point conversion gets overturned and then they run that long run. And he's like, how does that happen? I said, (laughs) Vegas knows, but guys, like I said, bet online is the easiest way to place all your sports bets. It's never too early to put Washington as your NFC East champs. Got good odds right now. We're second place behind the Cowboys. All I got to do is go to right. bet online, start today, make that first deposit, and you get fifty percent welcome bonus. So before the next kickoff against the Bengals, go to bet online. Steve, are you a big bet guy? I'm actually not. So what's crazy is that uh, I wish my co-host could have um,
0: Will could have could have joined us, but uh, he had some other stuff going on. But he is actually huge into betting, and I wish he would have came on so you guys could have talked that or he could have broke something down. Because I don't bet at
1: all. At all, my buddy Scott is like, That's like his career, yeah. And that was like one of his worst plays yesterday. He bet like 300 bucks. He's like, Dude, this Mm -hmm. is free money. And then that happened. He's like, You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) But, guys, like I said, we're gonna break down this game, what we've seen. And, like he said, his co host couldn't make it today. I got Brian on his Joe Buck. You know, he's calling a game right now, it's going like into the fourth quarter. He's like, Man, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Y'all just roll. But stay tuned. At the end of this episode, me and Brian have an exciting episode this Sunday with a special guest. I'm looking forward to to talk about some quarterbacks, possibly as a little hint. But before this game, me and Brian really sat down and we said, what kind of things are we looking for? We don't want kind of, you know, stats and stuff like this. Look at Rio. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <East Tech> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Steve Steve's the only guy in the Washington community with doing content that has a tech guy oh my gosh, Here uh, we yeah he's we go. the one that's got the payroll but me and Brian really sat down and we made a list of six things that we were looking for in this preseason and me and Steve we're going to talk about it we're going to break it down and first thing we're going to start one of the highest things and my thing I wanted to see the most was Taylor Heineke I put down the Heineke show so let's talk about quarterbacks First off, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out. I'm not going to lie. Every time I see him in a Washington uniform, it's kind of weird because you've seen him in so many uniforms throughout his career, and he's warming up. You're like, man, that's really our quarterback. Like, it still doesn't – like, it hasn't officially really hit me yet. Yeah, Do you get that feeling at all? Do you still kind of feel kind of weird with Fitzpatrick when he goes out there?
0: It does, but it actually kind of excites me too because, like – so I'm not saying that Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback, um, but to have a quarterback to be somewhat excited about that can actually give us something different – I don't know. This is like what I've been excited
1: in a in a long time about quarterbacks in general. Yeah, there's no more checkdowns coming. No, uh, third and longs were throwing little screen passes to James J.D. McKissick. <laughs> yeah, right. One <laughs> thing that stood out right away from Fitzpatrick was his confidence, and I love the way he throws a ball. He has such a zip about it. Yeah. One of my buddies is actually a quarterback at New Mexico State. Shout out to Luke Wilson. But when he throws a ball, I hate catching it because he has an arm like yeah. it. It. It has some zip to it. If it Fitzpatrick, his throws really stayed out to me in that same way. And you watch that one pass where he throws it to Logan Thomas, that beautiful one over oh, his shoulder, yeah. where he comes mm-hmm. back and gets it. His release point, everything is crisp. It's clean. It shows that he has that experience. I'm excited to see what he brings throughout the season. I've been telling people, this offense is not at all what we've been used no. to in the past. It's going no. to be so much more exciting. We finally have these weapons Probably our best wide receiver course since 2012. Would you agree?
0: Yes, 100%. I, you know what's and crazy? Logan is Thomas? for No, for sure. And, like, Diami, even though he, to me, it was a small sample size, I think it was like we'll, – we'll get into that. But, like, he just – He
1: looks good. But he was
0: burning people, man. Oh, my gosh. And just Heineke couldn't even get him the ball. Man, it was okay. killing me.
1: So, let's talk about <laughs> Heineke. Fitz looked good. He didn't have a lot going on. Not a no. huge sample size. I saw enough to be like, all right, Fitz – you might throw some interceptions this season. I don't care if it's like 10 to 15. If you do, you know, 30, 35 touchdowns. I'm yep. fine with that because our defense is going to keep us in the games. And Fitzpatrick doesn't have that, man, I have to win this game. Like, I have to score on this drive because our defense sucks. Yeah. He, he's had that in the past. He doesn't have to worry about that now. Our defense is going to help him out. For sure. So we have Heineke. And I still had people last night on Twitter saying, oh, man, Heineke looks great. He's definitely going to be competing with Fitzpatrick. I didn't get that at all. I had the feeling of, okay, Heineke, he looks good. He's making some plays. But then there were some questionable plays. That, that you know, home run one to Hemingway, who looked terrible last night, by the way. I'm not going to roast him too much on this episode. But, you know, <laughs> just I feel like he's forcing too much. Sometimes he rolls out when he doesn't really have to, um, especially on that little that thing of the third down, third and long to uh, Jarrett Patterson, who we'll definitely talk about, yeah. um, where he picked up that first down. I was like, there's a couple times where Heineke just rolls out when he doesn't need to. Like, trust your pocket. The offensive line looks great. Stand up. Show that confidence that you use with your feet and just standing in the pocket and delivering a strong pass. Like, yes, you are mobile. That is something Fitzpatrick is not at all. And every time you do make a play, like, with your mobility, that's something that helps you out. But I want you to sit there and stand in the pocket and say, all right, I trust my line. My wide receiver is going to get open. If you really had to grade Heineke's performance last night or, you know, kind of bicker or anything, what really stood out to you where you're like, I don't know about this?
0: I think his arm strength. It literally, like, he forgot how to throw a deep ball. Because, like, so we saw in the playoff game. Now, we, I don't think we saw too many home runs. But, you know, we, we saw him, go, you know, stretching it downfield. And that was kind of mm-hmm. excited, in, you know, in the playoffs because we you so used to people checking it down. But, like, he – Diami Brown got so open so many times and it burnt his man and it was just like overthrown. And I'm like, bro, you can't overthrow this guy. So too overthrow so him, yeah. yeah, it was just like, it was like, oh my gosh, you're killing me right now. I think he just looked a little bit nervous and uncomfortable. Um, Maybe coming off an injury, he maybe he was nervous about it, you know, coming back to the, sh- the shoulder injury, but I, I would give it to me, I would give it like a, a low C, high D grade. He did not look good to me at, to me. That's not the Heineke that we saw against Tampa Bay at all.
1: Yeah. And like, I'm not expecting like, you know, that kind of Heineken every single game, right, but right. I, I do want to see him, you know, growing in the offense right. that he's been around before with, you know, Ron, right. um, and just kind of evolving his game a little bit. You know, we signed him late. Obviously everyone knows his story. I'm not expecting some guy that's been in camp, you know, so long and, like some veteran, that's right. Fitzpatrick. I'm not going to put Fitzpatrick expectations on Taylor Heineke. That's right. not fair for us. Right. Um, But I did see some good things. Yeah. And one name that actually Ron talked about a lot today was Steven Montez. Um, I paid close attention to his press conference today. He said that he really liked what he saw out of Montez, especially what he put on his plate with the hurry up offense and that two-minute drill. He said he was flawless. He said, quote, unquote, he looked so relaxed. And, you know, every time he came over to the, the sideline to talk to Ron, they communicated everything well. He knew everything he was supposed to do, and it ended well. Like, they scored, and then yep. that two-point conversion to AGG, yep. catch, no catch, call, whatever you want. I think yep. it was a catch, stupidest thing ever. Sure. But anyways, still, he put the ball exactly where it needed to go on that two-point conversion. I thought it was a great play. I, I saw some confidence. And Montez, he's he's an athletic guy, too. He can roll out and do some yep. play actions and some little boots and stuff like that, too kind of like what Heineke does. Once again, I'm not going to put huge expectations of, like, Coleman Montez, I need you to be a QB1 kind of player. Right. He was on the practice squad last year, you know, undrafted free agent. But I have watched enough of him at Colorado to know what kind of player he is and what to expect. After watching Montez, you know, do you feel like we don't have as much of a concern with depth? Because, you know, if Kyle Allen can't go, if he is in the IR, Maybe Montez is QB three. Are you at all worried about that depth after last night? Or do you say, eh, we have enough to kind of get us by and win some games? I think I'm, I think
0: I'm okay with it. But to me, if you ask me, I am not the biggest Kyle Allen fan. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. I love Kyle Allen. <laughs> I, so, I, and, and I say this because, so like when people, when he had his breakout in Carolina, the thing was, is that it was high. He was doing great, but then people figured him out. And then he just slowly – if you, if you actually look at the tape, like he was literally one of the worst quarterbacks after that. Um, and I just – I think that it's like another Colt-McCoy syndrome type of deal where it's like this is Ron's boy, this is his golden boy. I'm not saying he's horrible. I just think there's too high of praise, and it's – yes, yep. no, for sure. Yep. Yeah, 100% Chris. Um, and it's just – I don't know. Like do I think that – Montez could push for a spot, possibly. Um, but I to me, like you were saying, it really impressed me because to me, he didn't look that great in camp. When I when I that one day I went to camp, it didn't look good as good as he you know, really whatever. bad. Again. Yeah, no, he did <laughs> yeah. not look good. Um, and so like when he took command of that offense, I was like, Okay, um when the lights are on and when you're under the you know the spotlight, that's what counts. I don't care what you do in practice, I don't care whatever that's when it counts. So that, yeah, it really impressed me. So depth does not bother me whatsoever. Um, Do I think we're going to win games with Montez? Uh, We'll see, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd rather you show up on game day than be some training camp hero to what you look like, you know, Tom Brady at training camp, and then you look lost after that. But I I was, I came away saying, okay, maybe us getting Fitzpatrick and not, you know, going all in and trading up in the draft, which we're going to talk a lot about Sunday on that episode. I felt like we are okay. I felt a little bit more relaxed. And it's funny they're talking about it before the game. Um, Joe Dyson's like, if Fitzpatrick just goes out here and looks good, the fan basically like, like okay, we feel okay. Like we didn't know what to expect with Fitzpatrick, you know, the whole Fitz tragic Fitz magic thing. Yeah, he's like, if he just comes out and looks solid, fans are going to just uh, sigh of relief and feel a lot, you know, more relaxed. And I do. I feel yep. much better after seeing how he played early. Um, and I will say, we'll talk about some wide receivers. Fitzpatrick has some obvious targets that he loves, and we'll talk about that coming up here soon. So one of the first thing on Brian's list that I was interested in seeing also was how the O-line was going to sort out. And right off the bat, it started Charles Leno, left tackle, uh, Schweitzer, left guard, Chase Roulier center, obviously, Sheriff, and then Cosme on the right side, who, by the way, Sam Cosme probably had the best game out of anyone yesterday. He's been the second highest rated rookie in preseason so far. I think they said – He didn't allow a single pressure yesterday. I saw a tweet um, sometime today, but he didn't allow a single pressure in any of his dropbacks yesterday. Um, Basically, he had a a flawless performance, which is funny because so many people are saying, man, maybe we should have kept Morgan Moses. Like, what was Ron doing? He's getting eaten up by Chase Young, and – montez what like duh like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you, you have a bulldozer then like them guys are gonna knock that thing over and get to the cold like it doesn't matter so yeah maybe you know the, the training camp what he's been going through in richmond and Ashburn, it shows up on game day For and sure. he looked phenomenal no no yeah. and that's and
0: that was the biggest thing with montez my bad montez said we're here to make each other better so of yeah. course I, they're gonna give it his all so he knows what to expect and now he learned from it and they like even they said in the film room the dude is just like now, I wouldn't say a genius, but he's really yeah, hes really good with film breakdown. And when he makes a mistake, he doesn't make it again. So yeah. people that weren't high on Sam Cosme, when he came, when he fell to us, I was like, this is a beautiful pick. And I know it's going to pan out because he fell and he was supposed to go higher. And I love the pick. I like him yeah. better than Morgan. You know, I hate Morgan Moses. Not hate him, but I just wasn't the biggest fan of Morgan Moses. I can't
1: talk about it. that's Lake's guy. And he's uh, he's from over here in Wahoo Country in the UK. Oh, that's cool. i mean, so he's, I gotta... a good guy. he's a good guy. I just think that the play no, that I, I, I saw, love Cosme too. He he got. I think got that's beat. the better yeah. the better plays Cosme for sure. For um, sure. and and Ron said today when he was talking about it, he said we have a lot of different pass protections, and he mm-hmm. learned them right away. Mm-hmm. He said every single one yesterday. He did perfectly, and he said that really impressive. just how quickly he's learning everything. So it's turning out to be a phenomenal pick. But the one thing that really stood out to me, I was checking the snap counts after the game. The person who had the most snap counts on the offensive line yesterday was Sadiq Charles. Mm. That kind of surprised me. He had 42. Cosme had 41. And they had Sadiq Charles playing. I want to say all of them. I didn't go back and watch every single snap for Sadiq Charles, but I want to say every single one I saw, he was at left tackle. Which is funny because, you know, we heard, you know, he might be left guard. He might be better off left guard. He might be on the right side because, like, the depth chart showed him as, like, a backup for the right side. Right. And then, sure enough, in the game, he's playing 42 snaps on left tackle. And that was a guy who we didn't see any of last year because of his injuries and everything going on. So, I like that. Like, we do have depth at the offensive line now. And then they rotated uh, Wes Schweitzer a lot with – Who's are the left guard. I'm going blank. Eric uh, oh, Flowers. Flowers. Yep. Flowers came in second drive with the starter. So I was, you know, I, that's one thing I want to see too, is who really started that left guard spot and like how long did it last? Ron Rivera had them flipping with the ones. So right. I, I think that's probably the closest battle still playing out For sure. is who ends up in the left guard spot. And they, I feel like they're both pretty close. Yeah. Steven Sims making the 53. Mm, nope. No. (laughs) That's a a quick, easy one, I will say. He did look pretty good yesterday. Um, We're going to talk about some wide receivers here in a second. But actually, let's go. That's next up on my list, actually, is wide receivers. So, obviously, Terry McCorn, right out the gate, looked like Terry, going up, getting it, doing what he does best. Um, But do you know how many people were targeted yesterday? I don't. I don't know the count. The most ever, 20. That's a lot. Twenty different people were targeted hmm. by a quarterback in the game yesterday, hmm. and almost all of them caught one except the A.G.G. with the two-point conversion. Yeah, like that just stupid place. But yeah. twenty people—that's a ton. Yeah, that's coming from a team deep. that's had wide receiver problems for so long. Yeah, twenty people. Wow. But still, even with all that, there's three people that didn't show up. A.G.G. had that one drop, whatever. Kelvin Harmon had, like, one catch, didn't really see anything. Cam Sims didn't even have a single catch. So, like, in a game where I wanted to see one of those three guys stand yep. up, not a yep. single one of those guys nope. did. But three guys showed me flash. Adam Humphreys, who I've been saying is a lock on this team because that's oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick's dude from back yep. in Tampa Bay. Oh, like, yeah. that is his safety blanket. Yep. The two third downs he had, one was picked up by uh, Humphreys, and then the other one was incomplete, but it was, yep. he threw it to Humphreys again. Yep. And he, I think he fell, didn't he? he I, yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even a fault at, at of the quarterback.
0: He fell, so yeah,
1: yeah, he slipped up a little bit. Yeah. So I've been telling people he's a lack. People are like, no, not just, because he's a vet. That's not like he's not going to make the team when you've got guys like Harmon and you know Cam. I'm like, I no. swear he's going to make it. Yep. And to me, that definitely showed it. But two of the guys, Dax Milton looked really good mm-hmm. later on in the game. Showed some flash after the catch. But then DeAndre Carter, I've been telling people, he's going to be the sneaky guy. And he returned some punts yesterday, and so did Dax Mill. I did not expect Dax Mill to be returning punts. And Ryan said, all right, let's put him out there late. Right. Do you think that we keep six wide receivers or seven? And do you think the special teams player is what makes the difference in how many receivers we keep? Yes. So it's it's
0: actually funny because I was actually talking about this with Corey last night. You know, go shout out to Corey. Um, But – I I, Like you said, it was a battle for that last spot with those three, Kelvin Harmon, AGG, and Cam Sims. And there was also a possibility that either two or all three of them don't make it. And I told him, I said, watch out for DeAndre Carter because that guy is like a lesser version of Curtis Samuel. He does it all. They were were running. He's so fast. Yeah, they were running. Uh, He can do special teams. He can run at the slot. He can go on the outside. He, He is really good separation and quick feet. And then on top of that, they can run him at the backfield and run him in motion. The dude is so quick. He is like a better Steven Sims, in my opinion. And that is my dark horse of making that last spot. I mean, I think that Dax will make it because I think they drafted him for a reason. Um, that's just me. I could be wrong, though. Um, but I think that we keep six, and I don't – I don't know. A lot of people are high on Cam Sims, but we've seen this train before. He has a great preseason. He has a great – you know training camp and then he doesn't even make the roster or when the injury happens that's when he finally gets his play yeah, but
1: he has a long injury history back I, to before Alabama
0: yeah, <laughs> and I want him to do Set. so well and I've met him and I've talked to him but it's just like he just can't get it right and it pisses me off because that physical being of how big he is and how how quick he is for his size I'm like dude all you have to do is just stay healthy and stop dropping like these <laughs> these wide open passes. Um,
1: but had a and, great season last year that helps him out a ton for sure. But can you do that consistently? And right. are you willing to cut a guy like you know, AGG, who they drafted pretty high last year, hasn't yep. shown much either, or a guy like Kelvin Harmon? Right. Are you willing to cut one of those two guys and send them to another team because of what Cam Sims might do? Right. I yeah. don't know, yeah, I don't but know. I'm with you with DeAndre Carter. I love his speed, I love mm-hmm. what he did on punt returns. And I've been the – you know, Corey knows this. He rides me hard about it all the time. I've been the biggest Danny Johnson hater for kick returns. <laughs> and he actually looked really good last night too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Carter returning punts, cool with it. Dax Milton actually looked really good at returning punts too. So, I feel like they keep one of those two guys. I feel like they can't keep both. I feel like that's too much. I but mean, a guy – Mostly, okay. but,
0: but Ron said that as long as you can play multi-flex positions, that's exactly what he wants in his entire team. So yeah. having a punt return guy as a backup or, you know, keeping both of them could benefit because if one goes down or if one gets tired, then you can have that flexibility. But I get what you're saying, though. But it's just yeah. I think flexibility could separate,
1: really. And they had they had Dre Carter running a couple like jet sweeps and stuff in yep. uh, training camp, like yep. a couple little running plays. We're yep. like, okay, I didn't expect to see that either. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Got stuffed by Chase Young, of course. Yeah. But, and then De'Ami Brown, talk about him real quick. I've been talking about him for weeks now. Having a guy like him who can play on the outside and he's oh. shown he's not just a deep threat guy, it kind of makes it easier to say no to Cam Sims, AJ, right. or Kevin Harmon. Right. Because you do have this, I think, the steal of the draft. For sure. And like you said, Heineke overthrew him that one time. He had a, a slant right across the middle. It's kind of behind him. That was uh, from Taylor Heineke. He still called it, brought it in, showed yep. good body control. The DB tried ripping it away, and the DB's like, on it. I had a pick if I can rip that out of his hands. Yeah. But he couldn't. So he's showing strong hands. I feel really good about that trio of Terry, uh, Curtis Samuel, and De'Ami Brown. I'm excited to see that. Um, but still, one of those three guys that all have like the same skill set, one of those guys have to step up these next two games. If yep. not, I'm, I will keep DeAndre Carter over uh, Cam Sims, AGG, and yep. uh, Kelvin Harmon if they're yep. not going to show me anything. For sure, I have no problem at all with that. So after that, one of Brian's things he had was depth at the pass rush, which is interesting because Montez Sweat didn't get to play yesterday. Right. Obviously, Chase Young did play, and he yes. let us know yeah. very quickly. <laughs> we There's was nothing better than Chase sacking Scam Newton. Obviously, sure. I hate Scam Newton with the passion because of this flag right here. But seeing Cam, I mean uh seeing Chase Young, we could talk about him for a whole hour, but we're not oh, going well. to. Yeah, but I want to talk about the death. And it's funny because I saw uh uh Jason Smith Williams, he was actually he did pretty good last night, yep. too. Showed a lot of speed, he got in the backfield yep. a couple times. But I really wanted to see what Shaka Tony and William Bradley King were gonna yep. do. And I said last night, I watched it, I'm like, yo, these, these boys are exhausted, like quick, they were yeah. gassed. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I was watching Ron's press conference today and he's like, yeah, I got to, you know, I got to talk to Tony and, uh, he calls William Bradley King BK. Yeah. He's like, I got to talk to the Shaka and uh, BK. Cause they came out like with their heads on fire and they gave all he had the first like three or four plays. He's like, yep. they were gassed. Yeah. So they came over to the sideline, like, you know, falling over. He said, we got to work on their conditioning. You know, yeah. this is our first time playing full speed and pads in a while. Right. Um, Hitting somebody else, he said, we got to get those boys conditioned. But do you at all have any kind of concern? You know, obviously got rid of care again. We add these two guys late in the draft. You know, how confident are you in the depth at the pass rush? I'm okay. I think Shaka Tony showed, I mean, I'm surprised he failed
0: that late. Now I'm not saying he's some premier pass rusher, but he played some good snaps at Penn State. I'm not really too, too familiar with uh, William Bradley King. I've seen some tape on him. Um, I think he looked pretty decent. But, like, to me, let the young guys go. And on top of that – the injury history of, of Sweat and, and Chase Young, there really isn't any. Like, they didn't really they, – they pretty much played almost every single time they were on the Chase field. Chase had
1: a little groin problem, but right. it didn't keep him out long I mean, so,
0: so we that's not really – to me, that's not anything to worry about. I'm, I'm okay with having young depth players that you can sit behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat to learn. I mean, I like Shaka Tony a lot. When he fell, I was like, that's, again, steal. Like, Ron hit, I think, on almost every one of these draft picks, and it just yeah. set us up for success.
1: Every, it's funny because they were asking him, like, how impressive you've been with this, you know, rookie class. And he's like, man, every single guy, you know, down the baits, you know, St. Juice, like you said, the the two edge rushers, Cam Cheeseman, we'll talk about kicking woes and see if it's on him or not. But he's like, and like, I've been watching it. I'm like, this is more, this is probably the best draft class. Like, I've seen in my recent history because there's not one guy where I'm like, uh, uh yeah. That was yeah. questionable. Let me see who yeah. else we could have drafted instead of that guy. For sure. Um, so that definitely stands out to me. One thing I had on my list was where are the linebackers going to play? And this is one we're going to talk about for a minute because there's two different storylines with the linebacking core. Um, but I noticed right away exactly how I've you know been projecting it to go. Cole Holcomb as the same linebacker, Jamie Davis is the Mike, and then Bostic as the will. Everyone seems to think uh Jamin davis had a bad game yesterday see no said he was struggling said he looked lost did you get that out of it are you at all worried about Jamin davis are you like look it's the first game he's still learning he's the he's the middle linebacker like that's that's a tough spot to just jump right into right yeah i'm not worried at
0: all like who posted it somebody posted it today and said what i got out of yesterday's game was It's the first preseason game. Yeah. Um. And I don't remember who tweeted it. I'm sorry that I forgot who tweeted it. But it was like, yeah, like you have even if someone had a bad game, you have nothing to be worried about. Nothing. Like everyone's, we haven't, they haven't played together in full pads against somebody else. Playing against each other gets redundant. You know exactly what they're going to do. Like that that does that doesn't
1: end game is there's no risk there's no like oh if the offense scores who cares this is practice right it's practice but the other team scores you're like oh shoot that was on me that was my responsibility right and
0: you play the same people every single day and so now you're playing against other people that you've never played against at times and so again the the middle is the head that's the guy calling the plays. That's the captain. And you're putting a rookie there and expecting him to freaking be what? Luke Kuechly. Like, no, that's not going to happen.
1: Where's Fred now, Warner at? Him?
0: Yeah, like, it, it, I think that he's okay. Now, there's a couple of plays where I'm like, okay, you, you got turned around. You got, you know, you could have done better. Yes. But again, he he's a rookie. And th- but on top of that, his college, he only really started for like a year. So again, yeah. what are we talking about? He just about had here? a
1: breakout year right. at Kentucky that last right. season. But it does help having you know Del Rio and then Ron Rivera right. being a former linebacker, For sure, knowing what's going through his mind, knowing what his thought process is. And he broke it down beautifully today. He said, "I'm not at all worried about Jamin Davis." And he actually threw out a number. He said, "The number of reps I want him to you know hit till he's you know should be perfecting his role is five thousand. That's a lot of snaps. Yeah, it is. Wow, five thousand steps. I, I I don't know how many games that is like if you play a full <laughs> game. That's a good little bit. Yeah." And he said the one thing he just stood out to him was, you know, there's as a middle linebacker, like you have like your natural instinct and then you have the thought of let me not over, you know, pursue a guy and let a big play happen, which John Boston did a ton last night, over tackling guys running past the guy and the running back just going right by him. He's like, oh, shoot, I should have just stopped and been more patient. So he said, I want to see that clicker in Jamin Davis saying, oh, this is my natural instinct. This is where the play is going. Go get it. Right. Instead of being like, oh, everyone's going this way, let me just hang out here just in case something crazy happens. So he said five thousand reps. I'm a, I'm not going to keep counting. I'm gonna let Ron take care of that. <laughs> but I expect to see him progress throughout the season, and sure. I'm not at all worried about him. Like not I said, okay. tight ends take forever to progress, and I feel like linebackers. It takes a while, not as yep. long as a tight end, but right. it, it still does take some time. So either you have the gift
0: or you need to, you know, progress.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one guy that kind of stood out to me, and I knew nothing about him, but Justin Phillips, one of our linebackers, number 45, he actually lead the, led the team in tackles. But every single play, like, in the second half, I was like, man, I don't know who this Phillips dude is, but, like, he is there every single play. And that's one thing that's been chirped on Twitter. is like, we have, you know, concerns at the depth for linebacker spot. Yeah. Like, we need to bring in a vet. And, you know, they've been throwing out, like, KJ Wright and guys like that. Yeah. Do you think that's something? If you know, if we were to add like a you know a late cut guy, do you think linebacker would be one of the spots that we consider? So, a lot of
0: people don't like, um, Crep. You just said his name. Why am I blanking on his name? What's up, T Rev? No. uh, Oh, what's going on, brother? Um, John Bostic. The great, granted, he's not the greatest cover guy, but I think he's a liability in coverage for for sure. sure. For sure um but i brought up on Corey's show last night that a lot of people don't know that he was the only person on our team last year that had over 100 tackles so to me now granted tackling isn't everything got it but i think there is again there's 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 a there's literally like uh, a role for every single linebacker so if you're getting yeah. tackled you're getting in the back foot stuff like that you're doing your job or at least a job so i'm okay with those three depth Depends so, uh, Justin Phillips. I've heard of him, but I didn't. He's a yeah. I, 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 he well, I knew nothing
1: about him. I just saw he was attacking the machine I, last night when Boston I, was letting news run past him.
0: I, I knew about him because I play Madden. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I, Kalik uh, Kaleek Hudson, um, I think that he's still raw, but he's a fast, good coverage linebacker. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we have like Jared Norris on the team, we have a couple other guys, David Mayo, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that, is it necessary? No. It, would it be nice to have? Yeah. But I just, I look if think Look at the right guy becomes right, available. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's, that, that's going to be a make or break for our defense. Cause I mean, look at him last year. We were t- We were second in the league and we had not Jamin Davis. We didn't have, you know, like we didn't have the greatest linebacker. So I think we'll be okay.
1: Yeah, Cole. I mean, Cole Holcomb definitely stepped up last season. I saw a big transformation, not only his tackling, but his coverage. And I think he's going to be even better this year. But speaking of tackling, I wanted to see the secondary and really see how Del Rio roll these guys out, because everyone's like, who's going to play free safety? Where are the corners going to line up? Yeah. And this might have been the biggest surprise to everyone last night who really broke down tapes. What wasn't a surprise is that Cam Curl and Landon Collins were the two safeties starting, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of Cam Curl free safety and Landon Collins and strong safety. But what a lot of people don't know, and I—it's so funny because I tweeted this out last night and then I saw it coming out this morning. I was like, I knew I, I saw something. Yeah. So Cam Curl actually played seven snaps as the box safety. I saw is, him come down too yeah, last night. A lot. Yeah, Landon Collins only did it twice, and he's our box safety. Cam Curl did it seven times. He played free safety twice, and he played in the slot three times. I noticed that as too. like he came down, and I saw Landon scoot back, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different disguises, but that really threw me off because we kind of consider Cam Curl being the coverage guy, Landon Collins being the hybrid linebacker, box safety, too big. That just shows (laughs) you like he, he is like in good shape right now. Right. Or they wouldn't be throwing him back there by himself. For sure. Um, But, yeah, Landon Collins also played nine snaps at free safety. He played on the uh, D-line once. as like a a strong safety blitz. Right. And then also one thing that I tweeted out after Friday Night Football was after everything I've seen with practice, I firmly believe that St. Juice is going to be on the outside with William Jackson the third, and they're going to put Kendall Fuller back in the slot, or at least the nickel corner. Yep. St. Juice played – every single snap as the outside corner. He didn't play one single snap as the nickel corner. And sure enough, Kendall Fuller did. There was a drive a couple of times. He was on the field for a while. St. Juice was, but I noticed uh, it was a third down with uh, Cam Newton was still in the game. And he looked phenomenal on the outside. He was always handling the bigger guy. Every time the bigger wide receiver moved, it was like St. Juice was on that guy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you want. A guy at six, three, two Oh two, probably right now. Um, That's what I'm excited to see. But How how much did it really throw you off that, you know, Cam Crow might be our starting free safety? Is that concerning or no? No. I think, again, interchangeability.
0: Like the fact that they can both – like you said, disguising. And the fact that they're using so many disguises of, okay, who's going to be the box, who's going to be the free. That's not for us to find out. That's not for us to know. That's for them to know and say, Hey, we're going to change things. up to throw everybody off. And so I like the, like the way that you can interchange because if now, I don't know if this plays anything, because this sounds kind of stupid, but so in Madden, they actually have Cam Curl and Landon Collins as a strong safety. And then they had, I think like Everett and, and McCain and everybody else on, the free Freeze, side. Free
1: safety so yeah.
0: like again interchangeable the fact that they can change it up like but his scheme fit on madden is a free so again i, I know i'm referring to madden but just because so everyone can kind of see it is that that's how madden sees the depth chart going so like the fact that they can be interchangeable i mean like it doesn't bother me at all the fact that they can play both i mean that's that's even better
1: well that's that's great disguising because offense is gonna be like all right we've got cam right. curl up here in the box landing Collins yeah. is out there where they could switch up Right. You've got Kendall Fuller who can play free safety. Yep. Is he actually really in the, in the nickel spot, or is he going right. to go back? Like, there's right. so many things you have to worry about. Yep. And then you've got that front four rushing at you at the same time. That's a fact. Like it, that that helps out the secondary so much having that pass rush. Like I, I yep. can't stress that enough. Having a good that's linebacker core and a good pass rush just helps your secondary a ton. So that's yep. one thing I'm going to keep watching and seeing what kind of pattern. 'Cause Jack Del Rio could just week one throw out something completely different yep. we've never seen. And this has just been all smoked the whole time. Yep, for sure. Del Rio's like, no, nope, take this. Like yep. this all the all y'all's notes just crumbled up throw it away because this is yep. something y'all have never seen before. Right. Um, but it's funny because some so many people were like, get Landon Collins off this team. I don't care about the contract. You know, Cam Curl's here to stay. Collins is hurt, like he doesn't have a spot on this team anymore. And Joel Riel's like, I'm going to play both. What do you you have to say about that? They're both going to be on the field at the same time. Uh, So I just – I love seeing that, and I love seeing St. Juice out there lock down Kendrick Bourne on that one play. I've watched that multiple times. That quick little slant round, he locked that son down. Love St. Juice. Um, This wasn't on my list, but it was added to my list after the game. And a lot of people were talking about this, and Ron says, don't worry – This is what preseason is for. It is a unit problem. But do we have an actual problem with Dustin Hopkins? Like, how high on your panic meter are you right now? There is no panic
0: meter. Since last year, the year before that, I have said, get this man off of the team. Like, (laughs) there are so many times I can count I can't even count it on both hands where this guy has single-handedly lost us the game. You go back to our London game against Cincinnati. He oh lost God. us the game, bro. Like, Sorry, Andy. Me- I
1: hope you weren't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, like literally I don't understand what they're keeping him around for. Like he is not good. I don't like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like he can be so consistent. But then you literally miss like the easiest crap to win the game or something like that. And but he'll that, make the fifty-five yard, bro. bro like then I he'll miss I the don't. thirty. You're like, yep, how is I that? How's bro. that real? I don't get it. Like the literally the first time he kicked, I literally texted my co-host Will, look at this guy, missed it. I was like, oh my gosh, bro, that was like a thirty-yarder. I do That's almost a, uh, an extra point now. Like I don't understand yeah. how you're missing. Like, uh, I me, he needs to be off. I just I think we need to go another route, but. I don't I don't know why he's still around. I don't.
1: It the hard thing with kickers is it's so hard to just pick up a kicker and say, That's All true. right, he's good enough. Right. And like with Hopkins, you know he can make those big kicks. Like he did it last year. Like, was it how long was the field goal in the Steelers game? That's pretty long.
0: Yeah, I think but it was then, about
1: 55, I believe, or something. Yeah, like that. but the, yeah. like, and you know he can hit those, and not everyone yeah. can, but then you have the one against it was like the Lions, yep. um, the Giants. Like you have these easy kicks to win these games that we should have won. It. And he just said, no, nah, this whole game's been a complete <laughs> waste. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure we come up just a little short on this one and keep right. it wide left." Right. So like, if it's me, I'm at least bringing in a guy. Yeah. But for probably. Ron, he's like, he didn't say no. He didn't say they're not bringing a guy in, but he said this is a unit and sync problem. You know, we do have you know Cameron Cheeseman. He was actually the number one ranked long snapper coming out of high school, hmm. going to the University of Michigan, by the way, which is, I guess, why you draft him in the fifth. For sure. And then my guy Fletcher out of Alabama was drafted soon after him by the uh, Carolina Panthers. So, like, drafting a long snapper, it's it's normal. You know, yeah. don't throw shade everyone for doing it, because if we would have sure. gotten some guy even worse, y'all would be barking at him for getting rid of uh, Nate. But still, yeah. it's a snapper – to hold her to kick her sink and you say this is not in sync right now but this is exactly why you have the preseason to wrinkle these things out yeah so do they bring a guy in i don't know i kind of hope so but ron's like i would much rather just keep these three guys in just more reps like you can't you can't just throw reps and say all right here's your experience here's y'all's chemistry right like you just got to keep doing it for sure will it turn out well i don't know like last thing we need is week one FedEx field is packed and you know it's 24-24 Dustin Hopkins goes to win it and misses yeah, <laughs> Like bro. that is right, the yeah. last thing we need at a, a packed yeah. stadium again like knock on wood we're all there but yeah I, I think that's something to watch maybe if he starts declining more in his last two games Ron pulls the the trigger and is like all right we got to do something about this but I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on it. But what are you really looking forward to in his last two games before the season officially starts? Is there one thing that you're like, I didn't see enough of this. I need more of that these next few games. Hmm.
0: So speaking of the D line, the the, the the depth, I just thought about it. And the one thing that I did see is that Sony Michelle, White, were literally like they were spreading them apart like the Red Sea. Like and they were running. I I thought that they were literally getting like at least five yards of carry. Um and that was kind of concerning to me. It was like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Like we were we were good at stopping the run last year. Um let, 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 yeah, I don't I don't know what this is. This is not what I signed up for. Um, I think
1: Medionidas coming back in will help with that. No, but, for sure. For no, sure. they but, definitely Damian Harris too they had some big well, runs We yeah, they're like all right yeah, not whoa, to whoa, mention whoa, that whoa, one whoa. on the very end where yep. Troy Abkey had the contained spot <laughs> yep. and let him run right past him for <laughs> that's another guy like, ninety yards. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. but no, I I think that um I
0: want I but so that was one and I, again my biggest thing like like I said on Corey's show last night it was more so of just this this log jam in the back end of the receiver group um I we need we need something especially for me agg like we spent a draft uh, fourth round draft pick on you come on bro like and you i know you were hyping him up so much and Dude. adam was hyping him up and he looked good but it's just like i think he has the intangibles but i think it's yeah. just like mm, come on
1: i agree with you i i want one wide receiver to say look i want that final spot right because now we're literally talking about deandre carter or dax mill making it over one of those guys because deami brown is that other outside guy that we've been missing like yeah. you're okay cutting one of those other three guys like we talked about so yeah that's what I'm looking forward to, and I want to keep watching this defensive puzzle. See what Del Rio's thinking. See what Ron's putting out there. Different schemes. See who's yep. moving around. And I just love watching these rookies, man. Like you said, I think we hit a home run draft class. I'm looking forward to seeing these new young guys come up here. And Sam Cosmi—that's a bad dude. He—he he was throwing some pancakes. Oh my
0: gosh, he's
1: fast <laughs> too, bro. And I—oh yeah.
0: yeah, my gosh, like he. He really, I'm telling you, bro. Like, and it pisses me off. God, I know I refer to Madden, but I play Madden like all the time. But like, they did my man dirty and did not give him a star dev. And I, bro, it pisses me up. Like, well, he's underrated. Not he's enough underrated.
1: people got us a, a superstar or a star in that. Yeah, no, no, I don't no. even play it, man. I'm not even going to oh. get it. I'm oh,
0: not- I, 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 even though it sucks or they had hey, got really bad reviews, I, me, I just love playing Madden. So, but like, they, but see, I also like being the underdog, though. So don't, don't give our people what they deserve. That's fine. But they'll show
1: you. Trust me, they're going to show you. They're going yeah. to show you. On Sundays. Wait till that college football game comes back. Y'all ain't going to see me for a long time. <laughs> so, like, dang, Josh hasn't done a podcast in a month. Where is he at? I'm, I'm at a year 10 as the head coach of Alabama. So. <laughs> me and my buddy used to play the old ones still, like, on his yeah. PS2 all the time. And, like yeah. If I still had it right now, I'd play the mess out of it. There's actually a mod
0: on the computer, if you didn't know, for 14
1: People play it, stream it all the time, bro. Bro, I'm about to get on that. <laughs> I seen Coach like, Dougs for Barstool or whatever, yep. and um, uh, Big Cat played it. And it got, it yep. went huge during oh, yeah. COVID. Like they all yep. oh, did. They broke that out to where they yeah. hired Dougs as like one of their bar Barstool guys. Yeah, it's,
0: the people are still streaming it.
1: Awesome, but guys, we have two more preseason games left. Whether you're like the Burgundy you know, blocker and you don't care about these preseason practice games. I just love seeing our guys run out on the field. I don't care. I'm throwing shade. I don't care. I love seeing our guys run out on the field because I'm a huge fan of this team. Regardless, yep. we could be going out and playing chess against another team, care. and I would still yep. be hyped, sweating yep. like crazy. Yep. But, guys, we have two more games until we pack out FedEx against the Chargers. Yes, Steve, I know your show's kicking back up. Let everyone know where they can find your stuff so they are subscribed, ready to go before you go live again. I'll be yes. there.
0: Yes, sir. So we go live Tuesday, August 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That will actually be our slot. So every single Tuesday, 7 p.m., me and Will will be there giving you guys live. You can follow us on um, Twitter at Let's Talk Wash, Instagram, Let's Talk Wash, Facebook, uh, Let's Talk Washington, and YouTube, uh, Let's Talk Washington. And it's going to be a great Time. i'm so pumped bro i'm so pumped
1: bro like honestly you're one of the dudes that got me into the game and i tell people all the time like steve's like one of the ogs like there's another guys, man. you know i've been doing it for a long time you and me used to talk all the time and i'm like yep. man like i see what steve's doing like house of hoodies and everything going on yeah. like that was like the good days and i was like i'm gonna get in the game oh i had it I just have my, my. I still have my
0: Hassel hoodies hanging up,
1: bro. It's probably Hassel because we don't want to see it. Uh, (laughs) But guys, this Sunday, me and Brian will be joined by former quarterback Jason Campbell to talk about quarterback play. Should Washington have traded up in the draft from one of these guys looking good in camp? Are we going to look towards next year's draft? You know, he covers college football. He's got the wrong college team. He's probably not going to like my banner being a former Auburn quarterback, but we're looking forward to it. Can't wait to talk quarterback play with Jason. And just get his thoughts on everything for this season. But, guys, this episode's brought to y'all by Bet Online. So, sign up and get that 50% free bonus. And subscribe to Steve. Follow Steve. Let's talk Washington because we're talking Washington. Let's go. And this is going to be one hell of a season. So, Steve, appreciate you coming on, yes, man. Sir. Looking Thank forward you. to the season. Yes.